You are listening to an audio cord podcast. Heroes have lived amongst us since the beginning of time. Welcome to Heroes of Earth. Hello everyone and welcome back to Heroes of Earth, the podcast where I interview brave and heroic people. Now if you haven't listened to the previous episodes, I highly recommend it. Some amazing stories, such as a man helping out another man who was completely on fire, a young 17-year-old helping security personnel at Target who have been stabbed, and also a woman who helped a baby who was choking during a Thanksgiving dinner. Now today is going to be just as an amazing story. I got to interview a man by the name of Patrick Finn. Now Patrick in the middle of the night heard screaming and when he looked outside he saw that his neighbor's house was on fire. Now to hear what happens next stick around and I hope you enjoy the interview. Hey. Hello Patrick. Hey. How you doing? Can you hear me? Yeah I can hear you. Okay. Awesome. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. Not too bad. So, Patrick, you're from New Jersey, is that correct? Well, originally from Northeast Philadelphia, uh, but I moved to New Jersey in 1993. Oh, nice. Nice, because I'm actually in Pennsylvania myself. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I'm I was originally from the uh, Mayfair section of the Northeast. Nice. Nice. I'm all the way up by the lakes, Lake Erie. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, the place where it's always cold. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Patrick, uh, it also says here that you are a clinical coordinator and registered behavior technician. Now, what is that? Uh, so I work with I work for Brett DeNovi and Associates, it's a company here in, in, uh, based out of Mount Laurel. And we work with children with autism, practicing uh, ABA. It's Applied Behavior Analysis. Okay. And uh, yeah, so we work with children, children with autism. We work in, uh, you know, we work in the schools. We work in the home. That's a, that's and, very uh, that's very fascinating. An amazing job. Yeah, I bet. Uh, I know. I know a lot of people uh, enjoy that type of line of work, especially when you're helping out those who, uh, who are definitely in need. Oh, it's extremely rewarding. It really is. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Now, Patrick, uh, recently uh, you received an award from your uh, from Washington Township, and the re- yes. the reward is calling you a hero. Now, why is that, Patrick? Why are you today known as a hero? Well, on uh, on I recently bought a home on May in May, and then uh, so I was there for about three months, and in August I came home. I believe it was a Friday night. Uh, or Saturday night, I came home and I went to sleep around midnight. And around three o'clock in the morning, roughly, I heard um, I heard screaming. And I so I woke from my sleep. I kind of sat up. I thought it was I thought I was just hearing things. I went back to sleep. And uh, I would say a couple minutes later, somebody somebody rang my doorbell uh, six seven times, very aggressively. And so I sat up this time. Now I'm starting to put on my shoes, walking towards the door. I'm, I really thought it was one of my friends playing a joke on me or something like that. But um, as soon as I opened the door, 
and I walked outside. I didn't see anyone. I didn't see anyone. But then I heard the screaming again, and now I smelled smoke. So at this point, now I go around to the front of my house, and I, so I live in a twin. So the the house next to me is attached, and I heard screaming, and I smelled the smoke coming from the upstairs bedroom. It was just the blackest smoke you could possibly imagine, just pouring out of that window. And the father upstairs screaming that he was upstairs with his two children. So immediately, I think for maybe a minute or two, I don't even know what I, I'm not even sure. I know I ran next door. I would start screaming for help, ran next door for somebody called for people to call 911. And then I immediately just ran back. And now he's the, the, the father next door was telling me to run. Our, our home is where they're situated. You can enter the garage and go into the first floor. So his garage was open. He's telling me, he's yelling, he's screaming at me from the window to please go into the first floor. There's a fire extinguisher, try to use it. So I went into the garage, but I opened the door. Where the door was open where I could enter the first floor. And it was just like a scene from a movie where there's just flames on either side. <laughs> and I just, I just thought to myself, there's no way, you know, I don't know what's in there. So I went back outside and I'm yelling back up to the father that his only option is to come out that window and you know basically that's it and so i'm look. i quickly look around and i seen there's a there have to be a, he had a ladder in his garage so i just quickly grabbed the ladder propped it up against the front of his garage climbed up there climbed up to the second story and now i'm on the top of the ladder and i'm screaming into the window because the father the smoke was so black he couldn't even see he couldn't even see where the window was from inside the bedroom where he was. Oh, wow. So I kept yelling to him from the top of the ladder. Hey, just follow my voice. Just follow my voice. And eventually I seen a body part go past the window. I don't think it was maybe his arm. So I said, there you are. There you are. Just turn around. Come out. The-. So I start coming out. So next thing I know, here comes uh, the one-year-old, the one and a half year old. He, he starts, I can, I can't reach him from, I'm, I'm on my tippy toes on one foot, top of the ladder. And so he kind of had that father had to slide him a couple feet down the incline of the roof. So I was able to, you know, catch the kid with my right arm, take him down the ladder. And now here, and now the father brought out the three-year-old. He had to slide him down. I was able to catch him. And now the father came out and he was, by this time, I mean, he was being in that room for as long as he was, he was, he was exhausted. I mean, he was, he had nothing. So by the time he got to the roof, he was just laid out completely arms and legs just splayed out on the roof. So I went up to get him, but he was, he's a heavy, it was a heavier man. I would say roughly maybe 250 pounds. And now I'm on the top foot of the ladder trying to, all I could get is one arm and I'm trying to get him down the ladder. And uh, by this time, another neighbor came over to assist and we were able to get him down, him down the ladder as well. But it, all in all, it was just uh and people kept asking, people asked me what went through my mind, and I would say not nothing. <laughs> it was just it's you know it's you know it's a panic at first. There's immediate panic, and then you just you just gotta you just have to do something. Pretty much, you just your reaction just took over instead of you know you don't you don't you're not even thinking about what you're doing, but you're just no, acting, is, reacting, and doing as something yeah, as fast as you can. There's a, there's definitely there's definitely an initial panic. And confusion, you know, because you, you know, and I don't know. It uh, it could have been thirty seconds that I'm saying this panic. What it could have been three minutes. I'm not. Sure. It was also 
I'm not. I'm still not even sure. Yeah, because you're not. You're not expecting to see something like that, and as soon as you see it, you know, a lot of times yeah. reality doesn't hit right away. A lot of yeah, times, but it's I like, know. But I know when I was calling calling for people to call nine one one, then uh, I'm not even sure how much time went by. Like I said, it could have. It could have been a few seconds, or it could have been a couple minutes. That's how it was just so intense. Now, do do they know what caused the fire in the first place? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not positive. Not sure. I still, I still have not heard from the. Uh, I've been in touch with the fire department here in town, uh, in my town, and um, I, I have still have not heard. No. Okay. Well, you did say that this was in in the middle of the night, and uh, I know you woke up from hearing the screams and things like that. Were there were there other people around that kind of uh, heard the no, same thing no, and ran out? No, no, there was when I went outside. That's that's what was weird because. I've yet to speak. I've yet to actually um, speak to the father, but um, I'm still curious as to who rang my doorbell, because when I got outside, there was nobody there. So I, the only thing I can think of is it had to be it had to be it had to have been him. But yeah, it's very possible. Yeah, but it, it was a little, it was strange. But yeah, no, it was it was weird when I got outside. There was no, the, the entire street was completely empty. It's a suburban neighborhood. It's a suburban neighborhood. So okay. there's only maybe there's only maybe five or six houses, you know, maybe ten houses tops on the block. Okay. Just the reason why I ask is a lot of times when I interview people like this, a lot of them mention the fact that there's other people, but nobody really steps up and does anything. A lot of people either panic or a lot of people don't uh, want to put themselves in that kind of a situation and everything like that. And the reason I was just asking because a lot of times we see people just standing by, and uh, you don't you don't know what the reasoning behind is that they don't step up and don't take action. Uh, and that, that I can't speak to because I mean it could be a I don't, I don't know I, I think most I think most people would do what I what I what I do or what I did I'm sorry. Yeah, I think cool. most people. I think most people would. Yeah. I would hope most people would. Hopefully, I mean, I, I, <laughs> Hopefully. I, mean, I would do that for. I would do that for an animal, <laughs> for, for a pet. Yeah. I would hope most people would do that for a human being. Well, luckily, you were you were the one that heard the screams and ended up waking up, and you definitely sprung into action. So, uh, in last time I interviewed somebody, I asked them what is their definition of a hero because a lot of times interviewing people who end up in situations like this they deny the fact that you know they're a hero you know anybody else would do it but just out of curiosity patrick to you what is the definition of a hero i would say somebody who i would say the ultimate hero is somebody who gives their life for somebody else yeah, definitely. And every day we or, hear... or puts that or puts their self or puts their life in jeopardy for somebody else. My life, my life at no point was in jeopardy. But still, you took you took that step forward to uh, save somebody's life. If, no, if... I, I I understand, but you you know you know what I'm, but do you understand what I mean? And yeah, I of think the, I think that's the ultimate hero. Anyone who puts in any any line of work, whatever it is. If they put their, if they risk their own life for somebody else, that is, that's of the true, yes. the true definition of you. Yeah. Well, today you have a piece of paper 
that now says that you are a hero. So <laughs> either way, <laughs> either way, uh, we want to thank you, Patrick, for showing your bravery and being that uh, local hero. And hopefully, you know, other people who listen to uh, the story uh, hear this uh, situation that happens. Hopefully it gives other people that sense of bravery, that sense of, you know, if something happens that they'll step up and do the same thing. Because like you said, you would hope that other people would do the same thing. But the sad thing is that's not always the case. And I, I'm just I'm just hoping that this kind of brings out the good of people, you know, kind of shows people that there are people out there and that something like this is very doable. And hopefully it encourages others to do the same. Yeah. I would hope. I hope so. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Patrick. That is all that I have for today. Uh, I okay. wish the best of luck to you, and you know, uh, hopefully, hopefully, you keep going about and showing people the good in the world. Well, thank you so much, and uh, I, I love, I really appreciate the talk, and I, you know, it was great to meet you. Yeah, thank you. You have a good night, Patrick. All right. Well, you too. Yeah, bye bye. Thank you. Now, how many of you have seen a house fire? You may think that it's not very often that these occur, but actually, I did some research online and it says that between 2011 and 2015, U.S. fire departments responded to an average of 358,500 home structure fires per year. Now, that is a lot of fire. Luckily, in this situation, Patrick was able to hear the screams and was able to run out and help the family. Now, if you don't know what to do during a fire or uh, what to do when you see a fire, definitely the first thing that you should do is call 911. Get the fire department there. Get them to help. And then see what else that you can do. You don't want to risk yourself not having any backup coming to the site. Now, thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. If you know somebody that is a hero definitely let me know so i can get in touch with them and interview them because we need to hear these kinds of stories we need to show people that there are courageous and brave people out there and that heroes are all around us now another best thing that you can do is if you could go to apple podcasts and leave a review that would be amazing because that way it will help that podcast get out there and get up in the ranks I would greatly appreciate that. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye.